0: morning, my friends. Hey, good morning. Sea hag-looking woman uh, in a nightdress, or what they call those, a friggin', uh, not a whoopee, a moo-moo. Sea hag-looking woman on a downhill slope, waiting with her grandchild, hopefully, with a big cup of friggin' coffee every morning for the bus. Good morning, Sea Hag. Oh the sea hags. I Whoa. I love oils. Um Good Morning. Hey today's 9-11 2019. Huh Almost twenty years ago. Um, horrific event. 9/11 took place, right? Transpired. Country was turned upside down. People died. Many thousands, many thousands affected in exponentially uh, challenging ways. We went on the offense. Not that we ever were on the defense entirely. So there's that. Yeah, 9-11. I see that folks are online posting all about it. Remember, never forget, never forgive. People mention that uh, even though it was a horrible event that, you know, black mark on our history. It was unique that it brought us together because we're always bitching and moaning about one another in our communities, in our country, in our politics, in our religion, and so the, in the aftermath of nine eleven, people, they had to work together, and I read a cool book years ago, I should probably read again, called Tribe, um, by the same guy who wrote The Perfect Storm and other books, um, the guy's freaking great, he also wrote Restrepo, I think, author does not come to me, me at this moment, but book called Tribe, or Tribes, and he's talking about how they interviewed people in World War II, in parts of um, Europe, and people were saying that, you know, I miss how crazy it is to say, but I miss those times Like when they didn't know when an air raid was coming in and everybody's buildings, communities decimated, bombs dropping. And these people, they had nothing. You know, they didn't have any fancy comforts. They had their community and maybe some food and medical care, maybe some fresh water or not, and they had one another. They had to rely upon one another. And that, uh, the observation was that Everybody came together. That times weren't were seemed better, at least in hindsight. The the mind does that to you, you know. Not to go apples and they're not. It's not an apple to apple comparison, but yeah, some hard times in my life, like when I was in the Marines. um, I remember those days fondly, even though most of it really sucked. So. There is an interesting psychology around this, 9-11, right? What do we do? We got the, the world, another good book, The World is Flat, and uh, basically speaks to the, to the uh, impact of technology on our society, on our borders, it don't matter if you have a wall or if you have a river, or if you have mountains between you and the next country, we don't need, you know, you know, most of the information, most of the the data that is sent and the business that is conducted is at least facilitated, if not completely done online. So logistically, it's over. You know, there are no borders, there are no walls, there are no, we are one contiguous world. And... What does that do to all these constructs that we've built up, to all these tribes that we have created, right? This is me. This is us against them. This is my community. This is our country and nationalism. What does it do to that when you realize that there are more similarities than differences about people the world over? like Minus their food things that they like to eat and their kind of funky cultures and customs... Those things are actually interesting a lot of the time, I bet. <clears throat> but other than that, we're people, we're humans, and it's been very easy for us up here to here to for to um, look at people as other, to otherize folks. So I want to make sure I'm on the right track. Couple book reviews. I don't have tremendous input on 9-11 beyond what your average person would say. It was the day that we were attacked and it was a ideological enemy. It was, you know, these people mostly in the Middle East, but not all. They fucking hate us, man. They hate that we don't believe as they believe and they hate that we, um, have been doing a lot of war fighting in the Middle East and they hate the sanctions that we put on them I hate the way we judge them so we basically hate them and they hate us because of that and for other reasons and they're fucking nuts ideologically again you know Allah said that that I should do this and I'm going to be repaid by 17 versions or whatever the fuck that is Um, that's a story we were told right and of course we rushed over the Middle East and kicked everybody's ass who looked at us sideways and I don't know if that fixed the problem or kept it the problem over there instead of here or all kinds of shit like that you know if somebody does something like that harms innocent people like that takes down buildings planes into buildings we should definitely kill them you know, like kill them, kill them, that's when all logic and human nature kind of, uh, logic goes out the window and human nature nature takes over and we just destroy things, you know, it's survival of the fittest and we are the fittest in terms of our ability to inflict damage on people, physical fitness we'll talk about on another occasion, But we also have a lot of immigrants, a lot of immigration issues, right? What are we going to do with this? Is Trump going to put up his wall? What about the war on drugs? How do we mitigate that? How do we, you know, we need to stop the flow of drugs and guns and everything else, human trafficking coming in at our borders. Um, what about people who are legit that would like to come to the United States to live a more happy peaceful productive life what of those people how do we process them and allow them entry eventually give them a give them a process on some hope that they could come to the united states i mean we are they the come to america Never looking back again They come to America Home A new and exciting place And we say our grace You know, it's like Songs have been written about this Movies have been, you know, produced about this Some of our brightest Our best and brightest people weren't born here, and fucking this is a young country anyway, we're like, you know, 300 something years of age, so 200, 300, in the hundreds of years, whereas parts of the world have been there for thousands of years, so think about the progress and and the mistakes they've made and, and the, the remedies that they've come up to, they've, all, they've, they've done a lot of the shit that we are struggling to do. We're a very young nation. But anyway, a lot of people, they came here, everybody came here from somewhere. Unless you were a freaking Native American. And we shit all over them. So uh I don't know what you do about that. I mean, I have Irish and German ancestors, Czechoslovakian ancestors, Polish lineage. I wouldn't be here if they hadn't come. And they all have a story. And it is coming to a new place, and contributing, and then we're all Americans, right? And we, you know, red, white, and blue, and mom and apple pie, we've created our own, you know, culture, and (laughs) we're proud. But what about the people that want to come in I don't fucking know, man. It's so complex, obviously, um, we can become full. We got things are very good here comparatively to the third world, for instance. I could see why people would want to come here. I would want to come here to better my opportunities to my family. So you certainly can't blame them, but how do we process them? And I've heard that the process of processing people is very difficult takes years, maybe a decade or something like that, to really officially get in, and up to that point, it can be dicey, so it's very interesting to me, and that's a whole other podcast, and I only know a little bit about that, I just got my regular guy opinions on that, getting close to the office now, got a busy day today. Not to drop it like that, but 9-11, always remember, love and respect to all Americans and to all people throughout the world who just want to live in peace and harmony and have a little bit of the good life. Squeeze that in among working our asses off and raising our families and all that stuff. Look at this guy walking, strolling along the, uh, the road here during rush hour. Maybe he's retired, I don't know looks like a silver fox. He's just fucking strolling it out. Looks like he might be from India or Pakistan or something like that. Um, Credit to him, going out and go exercise. He ain't from here. Go back to where he came from. Well, fucking he, this is where he lives now. You know? Sorry, he doesn't look like me. I definitely can profile him on that front. But... I saw a friggin' middle-aged white guy walking down the street, I'd wonder why I wasn't at work. You know what I mean? Like, we do make these assumptions and judgments and all that shit. So, yeah. 9-11. Fucking never forget, never let it happen again. Definitely before that happens again, we should fucking destroy whoever has even a passing notion of um, stepping on the good old U.S. of A. in any way, just fucking destroy them. The, the downside to that, I guess, is that there's really no end to how that can go back and forth, you know, at any juncture, unless we're really good with human intelligence and um, tech. Like, really freaking good. Omniscient freaking drones flying around like lantern flies, observing what all the activity, you know, electronic ears fucking out there bugging people and listening to them. We'd have to go on the offense in order to not have to always be on the defense, right? I'm assuming, uh, Lord knows our government can be fucking big and stupid and incompetent, but the people that are out there in the intelligence community, I bet you they're really, really good among the best in the world so I'm glad they're out there doing their job thank you pay them all their friggin' need and eliminate these friggin' dirtbags anybody who means us harm and simultaneously let's make some policies that make it fair for good people who want to be part of this American experiment and patriotic citizens who honor our history the good and the bad and are committed to building a better mousetrap Let's do that. Uh, Love and respect to the fallen and those affected, which is essentially all of us. I think everybody knows somebody who was in, who was, uh, who knows somebody, who knows somebody who died in the towers that day, especially if you live on the East Coast, tri-state area here New Jersey, PA. So there's that, I'll leave it at that, fucking heading in, I got a huge day today, like 27 people on the schedule, I can't, honestly can and shouldn't fit another, so I'm going to go in, I'm going to get shit ready, and uh, I'm just going to be a machine today, be so efficient, be um, buzzing in there, helping people, and at the end of the day I'm going to go home, and I'm gonna friggin' have a nice meal with my family. I'm gonna go the fuck to bed. And then tomorrow I got a morning class, and then I'll be. Um, have a little bit of time off. Maybe I'll take a walk with my dog down the creek. After which, I got some evening patience. And we're on t- towards the weekend, man. Friday's approaching quick. So let's get through Wednesdays. Nothing wrong with calling it hump day. Some things, uh, let's see, yesterday. My anatomy students, they're starting to get weighed down by all the classes and all the homework and all the expectations and all that shit. Hey, the thing is, they're tuition payers, so they put themselves in this spot and it's to learn. So they know that they have a good, that, I, that I'm on their side by now. I told them that I didn't want them to fret, stress, and worry, which is what they essentially said is going on. And so I tried to be a sympathetic year yesterday and just told them, hey, I wish I could tell you things get easier. It's always going to be something else. It's always going to be the next quest, the next responsibility, the next whatever that you have. And um, challenge, call it. And you have to step up to the plate. And we're all doing that right now. And it's, you know, it's, it's not always easy. It's, it's always hard to do that. And it's tough being a student. They've got a lot on their plate, a lot on their schedule. But, anyway, I tried to make them feel better about that. Had some conversation with a few friends. This morning, I just got a nice uh, contact from my friend Mark, who said he loves the podcast. Awesome. I was like, great, dude. That's I'm glad to hear I got a listener, literally and figuratively. And that... Um, Likes the content, so I try to keep it interesting and funny as best as I possibly can. Amusing, informative. Listen to some good podcasts and reading some good books lately myself. Oh, my friend Mike, he told me that uh, you know he had a shit day yesterday, but a couple people reached out just to ask how he was, how are things going, and I had the same thing today. Just this morning, one about the podcast, the other about hey, you want to go out to lunch? So people that want to be in my life, and that makes me feel good, because the same can be said. I, I, I enjoy these folks, I love them, and um, so that makes me feel good. You can. I think we can all impact our world just by reaching out to somebody today and saying, Hey, how are you? And if you got the time, hey, what's going on? Send them a funny meme, make them laugh make a little, tut, just just a no-commitment type of, hey, how you doing this morning? Just thinking of you. What's up? I knew your back hurt. How you feeling today? Something like that. Here's my trash friends dumping dumpsters. Hey, gave them a little butterscotch candy the other day. Maybe I'll do that again today. But try to make people feel good today. Try to take some... Uh, Extract a little bullshit from somebody else, get it out of their way. If I could, if you were strong physically and mentally, and there were obstacles that you saw presenting in the path of somebody you loved, you'd you'd sweep them away, wouldn't you? If you could just, if you had the means to fix that problem, you would try to help. And not everything requires. I'm not talking like friggin', you know, you're spreading mulch or something on somebody's you know, lawn or. Or doing fucking home improvements or anything like that. I'm not talking about big shit. Moving a house, which I've done. Helping people. But, uh... Rather, just small stuff. Make somebody feel good. Connect somebody. You know, the other day, I mentioned last week that I had some friends who, um... Had an HVAC issue. And they were looking at six grand or something to replace the unit. My buddy, I linked him up with my friend who fixed it for a hundred bucks. That felt good, you know? I felt, I'm you know, not bragging about it, but we put some points on the team for, on the board for the frickin' home team, man. We needed that. They needed that help. They didn't need that grief. They just came back from vacation and, and look, we were able to square away for them. Who else can I help like that? So I got a lot, I got a long day of, of physical and other type of help in front of me today, and I'm excited for that. Lily and I got more orders for our pinekins, and we haven't even tapped into the office yet. I know a lot of people are gonna are gonna want a pinekin from there. So, I'm bringing one to display right now. Look at this woman. She's very pretty for 8 30 on a Wednesday morning. Walking her dog. So, we're going to move shit out of people's way today. I'm trying to help folks. I'm trying to help myself. At the end of the day, I'm going to be dog shit tired. I'm going to go home and fucking sit on that couch with my dog. Take her out in the grass. Get a little peace and quiet. and Look towards the end of the week. Helping people. Getting my ducks in a line. Teaching's going well. And just fucking trying to be a good person. Trying to be the type of person in our community, you know, that even when times are good... And I got every opportunity to just think about myself and fix my own shit. Maybe just throw a little bit of resources out there to somebody else. Try to help others. And here I am at Healthy Balance Chiropractic. Leaves all over the front. It's only mid-friggin' September. And the leaves are falling. It's got a nice crisp air out today. It's supposed to get hot as balls, though. And then cool down, get a little rain towards the end of the week. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to do my best today, my friends. I hope you do as well. Oh, the, the books that I'm reading, I just picked up uh, Malcolm Gladwell's newest. I'm trying to figure out where the fuck he's going with this. He's a very intellectual, hyper-intellectual dude, so we'll see what where he's what he's getting at, but... So far, it's something about the people that you don't know, or how how we make decisions, how we judge people. He's talking about such and such met Hitler in the days prior to World War Two, and you know all these like astute individuals, uh, chancellors of the UK, and this, that, and the other thing, heads of state, and they went out and met him, and they were convinced that he didn't want war. He didn't, you know saying, oh, I've met Adolf Hitler, and he seemed like a reasonable guy, turns out he's a fucking animal, you know, like, a, like an animal, a worse than an animal, he's a fucking fiend, so the way we judge people and how we base our decisions turns out that the people that met him, Hitler for instance, they were unable to perceive that he had ill intent, they thought he was on the up and up didn't want to declare war, but he invaded Czechoslovakia and fucking fucked everybody up and created problems and killed all these people, Holocaust, all that shit. So that's a heartwarming tale. <laughs> There's other stories like that. And then um there is another book that I'm reading. It's about Hunter S. Thompson and Gonzo journalism. I guess he was a sportscaster, a writer. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is one of his, he's like a raw dude, I guess he also wrote one about following a biker gang around, and I thought that that was interesting, he's a gambler, he's a drinker, he's a fast living dude, and it just kind of sounded like he was like just a person of the 70s, a personality that people valued, he was completely uninhibited, and an interesting guy, smart guy, um. So I'm reading that one. That's kind of interesting. I got to be in the mood for either of these books, right? If I'm going to put one of those things on, if he's, if Malcolm Gladwell starts running off at the mouth with this hyper intellectual shit, I may just like switch over to the Hunter Thompson one and hear stories about him gambling on you know, and complaining about the various sports organizations. But he's funny. So there's that. Podcast. Joe Rogan's had a bunch of really good ones on recently. He had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on. and talked about a lot of interesting stuff. Neil deGrasse Tyson I love, but I've never seen him cut somebody off in conversation so much as he did this last interview with Joe. He was talking about the physiological, the triple state of water, how that at a certain pressure water will hit its boiling point, its melting point, and its whatever. It basically assumes all three phases of solid, liquid, and gas simultaneously. It transforms between those three phases at a certain pressure. And he's talking about that all elements do that, and um, you think about the periodic table and and, um, where these elements exist, where they might exist in other worlds, and how that governs the the, uh, physical properties, things like gravity and liquid, you know, we got liquid water, some other moon of Saturn or something's got liquid methane, vast oceans of liquid methane, we believe. Anyway, interesting stuff, he makes it easy to understand, but he's a dickhead for cutting off Joe all the time. There's another guy, he's an anti-aging dude, he's on right now, David Sinclair, I have yet to listen to that some of the fighter ones, I watched the one where, um, Eddie Bravo, um, whoever that fucking Big Mouth was, is no longer on the radio station there, he got, he said some really lame shit about school shootings or something like that, and they hung him out to dry, but he's an interesting character, conspiracy theorist guy, and anyway, Eddie Bravo fucking wanted Eddie to, uh, choke him out thought that was interesting. And, uh, Bill Burr is also on recently. He's a pretty funny comedian. So when they start talking, it's awesome. Other than when they just start talking about the, uh, their craft and how they write their jokes. And, but that's Joe, it's what he wants to do. He's a comedian and that's what he loves to do most. And he's going to invite on his friends. Just sometimes it doesn't make for great podcasting. Other times it's awesome. Look up uh, Joe JRE with Duncan Trussell because um, they always have great, stimulating conversations. Everybody have a great fucking day. Love you all and respect. Help your neighbor today. Be a friend. Solve problems.